0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local women, local men. Member FDIC. It is Friday, February 19th, and your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877 877- 420 talk, that is 877 420 8255. White Claw, Hard Seltzer, it's made pure. What do we got coming up today on the show? Well, we'd be right now, if, if I timed it just right, we would probably be maybe close to, if not getting ready for the post game of Marshall basketball. The game plan was originally this was going to be Friday and Saturday. So originally we were going to come on the air about 2 o'clock today. And tip-off would have been a few minutes after 3, give or take here, a few minutes here or there. Uh, we'd be wrapping up just now, probably with the game or getting close to it. I would say a game would be over right now, and then we'd be getting ready for the post game. instead. Uh, we don't have it. We don't have Marshall basketball today. We don't have women's basketball today. That's going to be Saturday and Sunday. So what do we do? Game plan is completely, completely changed here. So what do we got coming up today? Uh, well, we'll... Get your phone calls in. We'll do so at 877 420 TALK 877 420 8255. Those of you on Twitter, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Paul Swan, is my handle. And you can reach out there, and I'll try to get to all your responses this hour. And of course, anytime you want to reach out, that's a great place to catch me. And also, uh, we have Facebook groups for you. Facebook page is the Drive with Paul Swan, and the Facebook group is the Drive with Paul Swan group. I know we got to work on that name. We're we're going to focus test it. Do we keep the group name and group? We're going to work on that. So instead, we don't have Marshall basketball. But Conference USA as a league is really right now hurting because there are several games postponed. I mean, today we were going to have Marshall Rice. Also, we were going to have UTEP at FAU, and that's postponed today. Then Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee. That's postponed. Southern Miss and FIU, they're going to play today. So that's happening. And then Old Dominion and UAB, that's underway at 730. And then Western Kentucky and North Texas, that series postponed as well. So that's what we had scheduled for today in Conference USA. So instead, a couple of matches. And if you look at the Conference USA standings right now, Western Kentucky still on top of the league, 8-2. and two. Then Old Dominion's right there at seven and three, and this could have been an opportunity for Marshall. Depending on what would have happened with North Texas and Western Kentucky, the worst case would have been is maybe Marshall would have been in position to be second. Old Dominion and UAB say Old Dominion loses two, so they would have been seven and five, and let's say Marshall wins both games against Rice if this series would have been played. So Marshall could have been 8-4, and four, so that would have put Marshall second. And, of course, right now Western Kentucky holds any and all tiebreakers with the Thundering Herd because of the two games that Western Kentucky won against the Thundering Herd early on in the conference season. So right now it's going to pretty much stand still because we don't have really much movement going on here. Charlotte's at five and seven. FAU is at three and five. Middle Tennessee's at three and nine, and then FIU's at two and twelve. So let's just kind of game this out a little bit. Southern Miss in the West, bottom team, three and eleven. FIU two and twelve. Best case, maybe a split there. So that's not really going to have any movement here on the trajectory of the league standings. And then Western Kentucky and North Texas. These are the two top teams in Conference USA right now. North Texas is 8 and 2 in league play, 12 and 6 overall. Pretty good season. Western Kentucky is 8 and 2 in league, 15 and 4 overall. Pretty good season. Maybe a split here. Western Kentucky gets a split at North Texas, so that keeps at least Western Kentucky's not moving from the top spot at least this weekend. So the Thundering Herd again, best Marshall could have done was become second. And that would have depended on Old Dominion playing UAB and these are the two number two teams in the East and West Division. Old Dominion, as I mentioned, seven and three. UAB's nine and three. And so maybe a split could happen here because I can't imagine you know old Dominion losing two, and I can't imagine UAB losing two. So you know, maybe a split here happens. And so Marshall winning a couple of games, still in the top four. So Marshall's not losing any ground right now, but not gaining because of not having rice. And then of course Louisiana Tech and Middle Tennessee, this would have been an opportunity for Middle to move up a little bit, but Louisiana Tech, I think, still the better team. Ten and four in conference play, seventeen and six overall. Middle had been playing better, five and thirteen overall. So this is a series that, you know, if it would have went middle's way, could have maybe messed up the West standings a little bit. But middle, it wouldn't have helped them too much. I mean, sure, FAU and playing UTEP, I, I Maybe split. I don't know which team would be the more dominant. But we do have a way to maybe kind of game this out a little bit because I've got the net ratings in front of me here. And Marshall right now, Marshall had a previous rank of 68, but Marshall's 69 in the net. Okay, 69. It's, It's best in Conference USA, by the way. I mean, I'm going top to bottom in Conference USA. So Marshall's 69 in the net. North Texas is 73 in the net as of right now. And Western Kentucky, 75. And then you got UAB at 79, Louisiana Tech at 85. You've got five teams in the top 100. And I know we've talked about the net before in the past, and we really haven't touched on it because now we're getting close to the end. So I think it's more relevant to talk about here at the last few weeks of the conference season before we get into the tournament. So if you're looking at the net and you're looking at these matchups here, you look at it, maybe North Texas would have held serve against Western Kentucky, and then that could have opened the door for a couple of teams to try to catch up. Old Dominion and UAB, now Old Dominion, as I mentioned, they're 7-3, and three, but if you take the net of Old Dominion at 152 and you take the net of UAB at 79 and you think to yourself, okay, 79 is better than 152, then UAB wins that series. Again, we're gaming it out here. We have no way to honestly say which team would have won other than play the games, even with a series like Marshall and Rice, because you look at the net, Marshall being the best team in Conference USA, in the net at 69, Rice is 170. So 69 is always better than 170. And that means Marshall is 100 points better, 101 points better than Rice, according to the net. What that actually means in real play, We would have found out. But I was optimistic. I thought, okay, this is a series that Marshall could have won. It's a series that Marshall could have went in and won both. Marshall started heating up. Marshall had started winning some games here. And the Thundering Herd was starting to get a rhythm. And this is the final road trip for the Herd until the conference tournament. So that's the good news. This is the final road series. And now that this has been canceled, postponed, canceled... There's no way this could be made up, and it's not going to get made up. So Marshall will be in action next week at the Cam Henderson Center. The men will be. And then the following week, with the rescheduled games, making those up, Marshall's back in action. So you've got a situation here where the Thundering Herd's going to be staying home for the next couple weeks, and that's going to be good for Marshall because if Marshall can run off a few straight wins, if Marshall, say, finishes the season 10-4, and and Western Kentucky finishes and if they get their games in they get a few losses on them if Marshall and Western Kentucky end up with the same record you know Western Kentucky wins that argument if Marshall ends up with four losses and Western Kentucky uh, can drop a few games and they just fall apart you know Marshall has a chance to catch up but i don't think conference championships and the division side you know east division champ west division champ that means nothing to me this season That means absolutely nothing. It has no value other than you had everything fall into place, even more so in basketball than it is football for me. East division champion, West division champion, that's nice. That means you were good and you were lucky. And everything fell into place for you because you got to play enough games and you won enough of those games you played to be the top team. Now, with that said, Western Kentucky's a really good team. And so, who knows? You know, Maybe if Marshall would have played them at a different time, Marshall could have beat them. I don't know. But they're, they're going to be the East Division champ. They're the champs of the East, the best of the East. Beast of the East, best of the West, however you want to call it. Because I think UAB is pretty good. I think North Texas is pretty good. There's some good teams in Conference USA, but winning the division means nothing to me other than it's conference tournament seeding. That's it. That's how you look at that. That's the only value here. You know, hey, we're the Western Division champs. That's great. How'd you get there? The road maybe was not as uh, good for Marshall than it was for Western Kentucky. So, you know, Western Kentucky had a, a smoother path to it. What matters to me is the conference tournament, and that matters to Dan D'Antoni as well. Fair to say? That's what we're going to be basing everything on. How's Marshall doing the tournament? The tournament is going to be where, hopefully, all these schools put it together and we get to see the best school win, the best team, the best run. And it might not be the best team. It might be just a team you got hot during tournament time. I mean, Western Kentucky might be the best team in the conference. UAB or North Texas could be the best team in the conference. But if say Old Dominion gets hot, they could win the tournament. If Marshall gets hot, Marshall could win the tournament. I mean, let's say Louisiana Tech gets hot. We've seen them play. They're pretty good as well. They could win the tournament. And you look at the teams that right now have a legitimate shot, I think Marshall, North Texas, Western Kentucky, UAB, Louisiana Tech – all have legitimate shots of winning the Conference USA Tournament. And that, that's totally fair to say. I mean, they're the best teams right now. Statistically, based on their wins, based on the quality of their schedule. But again, you look at the quality of their schedule. Marshalls, right now, their rank is 69. And in Quad 1, they're one and 1-1. One. Quad 2, they're 1-3. and three. Quad three, they're three and one in Quad four, they beat everybody seven and zero. Oh. So you, you dial it up a little bit, and you look at Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky's got two Quad one wins, they've got two Quad one losses, and they've got two wins in Quadrant two. They're three and two in Quadrant three, and they're eight and zero oh in Quadrant four. So they're basically they're beating the teams that they should be beating, and they're pretty competitive with teams that are as good as they are. And they had some trouble in Quad three, three and two, but still. You start looking at this because, again, the selection committee is going to start pulling all this data and looking. And, honestly, it's the best I've seen the the teams look in a long while. Abbreviated schedule and all. It's the best I've seen ranking-wise here. I mean, Marshall, North Texas, Western Kentucky, UAB, and Louisiana Tech, these are all legitimate teams. And don't forget, Old Dominion could get in there as well. I mean, Old Dominion hasn't had really – an old Dominion-like season in a while. I mean, this was a team that, when in Conference USA, you're thinking, okay, this is a basketball school here. And they're 10 and 5 right now. They're 4 and 4 on the road. You know, you're looking at the net and at 152. That could jump. I mean, that that could jump or that could stay the same. I mean, anything's possible these last few weeks. I'm not saying they're going to catch up and and all of a sudden be like a uh, you know a top 60 team here as far as the net's concerned. But you look at these things, and you know their problem is they, they lost two teams. They lost two quadrant teams. They you know, lost 0-2 there. So breaking these numbers down, and that's anybody's guess right now, where we're at. That's where I'm at right now, just trying to figure out, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Because, again, we have so many postponements right now, as I mentioned, all but two. I mean, today's schedule, we have – Two matchups, Southern Miss at FIU, Old Dominion at UAB. And Saturday, Southern Miss at FIU. And we do have Old Dominion, UAB, Louisiana Tech at Middle Tennessee. So we've got that on the schedule right now, if you pull up the schedule. uh, Louisiana Tech and Middle Tennessee, that's a Sunday affair now. UTEP and FAU, that's a Sunday game. Uh, Monday, UTEP's going to take on FAU. So we do have some games that are populating on the schedule here. But Marshall and Rice, the game was postponed for today. And then when the reschedule happened, it was going to be Saturday and Sunday. And those games are canceled now. So Marshall loses those games. But some of these conference schedules pick back up on Sunday and Monday. And the standings are going to look a little different here. So Old Dominion has an opportunity. If, if Old Dominion beats UAB, Old Dominion can you know, fortify the second spot right now in the East Division. I mean, Middle Tennessee could wreck Louisiana Tech's day. Uh, UTEP, FAU, not going to have much impact here on what's happening right now. And so that's why when Conference USA was looking at these reschedules, trying to put together the games that would have the most impact, the most meaning. You know, you don't want to reschedule a game that's going to have little impact on the standings. But a Marshall-Charlotte series will have impact on the standings for both teams. Makes sense for where these programs are at right now. That's where we're at. It's going to be a crazy next few weeks before we get to the tournament. And after we get to the tournament, it'll be a clear picture because it's win or go home. That's where we'll be. It'll finally be win or go home. We'll see what the Thundering Herd can do. Marshall, if if everything is in place for Marshall, Marshall has everything going its way. If the team is where it needs to be, Marshall's going to make a run or can make a run. Very capable of making a run, but at the same time, several of these teams are very capable of making a run in the tournament, including Western Kentucky, including North Texas, including Louisiana Tech, including UAB, or... I'll throw Old Dominion in there because you just don't know. US, UTEP, UTSA, Rice, Charlotte, some of these other teams, maybe. Again, Won't know until where it shakes out, and we'll figure it all out together. All right, we're here until 6 o'clock this evening. As I mentioned, we don't have Marshall basketball today on the men's side. The women are in action tomorrow. We heard from Tony Kemper yesterday, Thundering Herd playing Rice Saturday and Sunday. Rice, very good on the women's side. The men are okay, but on the women's side, very good. That should be a fun series. Uh, be a challenge for the Thundering Herd for sure, and if Marshall can win one or two of those games – Uh, That'll be big. I think that'll be very big for for the thundering herd going into these last few weeks. So you perform well against Rice, get a win. You, know, you might have something there that you can you can use to get you going to the rest of the schedule and into the conference tournament. All right, when we continue, we'll get your phone calls in. You can join us, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. It's a Friday. We don't have a Marshall game this weekend. It kind of feels like 2020 all over again. But we're going to get through it. Hope you're safe out there. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 at AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. A couple things going on I want to get into with you. Um, we've got soccer coming up on Sunday for the Thundering Herd, West Virginia Tech, the opponent. And that's going to be exhibition action for Tech. Thundering Her going to be playing soccer. Hopefully everything's going to be nice and clear over there on the pitch. Get the snow off before they play. Like like football, you can play soccer in the snow, right? The other thing I want to get into you with uh, a little bit more uh, in depth with you is we've been wondering what the NCAA tournament was going to look like, and now I think we have a, sort of an answer the NCAA is going to allow 25% capacity at the venues hosting the tournament this year to allow uh, some fans to come in. Yeah, it's going to be social distancing, of course, so there will be some restrictions as shows there should be. This figure is going to include all participants and essential staff, along with the family members of teams playing and uh, and coaches. So, uh, family members of team players, coaches, their friends and family crowd, basically. And attendees are going to have to wear face coverings, and um, they're going to be, of course, cleaning and disinfecting efforts all over the venues, trying to take this as seriously as, as it should be. The NCAA said in a statement, it acted in conjunction with state and local health officials the decision also followed conversations with the organization's medical advisory group and will rely on testing and monitoring services from Indiana University Health System so the testing is going to take place there's going to be some fans allowed a lot of it's going to be friends family mostly family and people that you know have a, a need to be there i mean after all you're in the you're in the tournament you're in the NCAA, whatever format it's going to take, it's the tournament, and so you're going to have some. And honestly, if everyone stays pretty well distanced, I mean, think 25% is a fair number. Stay well distanced, keep your masks on, social distancing, and that's really the big thing for me. Is you can do this again if you do it right. There's mitigation; it has to happen, and that means. You're just going to have to deal with maybe not having, you know, you're not going to be sitting in crowds. You're not going to be in there with your mask off, obviously. It can be done. I mean, it's going to be a different turn. This is going to be a television event. That's the whole thing. The whole point of the tournament this year is going to be a television event. And you know how we look at Selection Sunday. We watch Selection Sunday and – we see where they seed these teams, and you look. Okay, they put them over here. There's no. It's supposed to be consideration for geography, and no. Why is Kentucky in the West? And you look at you look at all of that, and now forget that, man. That's not happening. Instead, they're going to put this thing together. If they're smart, they're going to put this thing together and go. Okay, we're going to do a true. There's no geography. We don't worry about that now. We're not trying to accommodate. Yeah, higher seeds and geography and put them somewhere. No, that's not a factor here. It's, all right, true number one. Here are the true number ones. Here are the true number twos. Here are the true number threes. And seed them by their true ranking. I mean, no more consideration. Okay, do we move this team here a little bit? We have to give them a six instead of a five. You know, do we move them here? We have to arrange a little bit here just to accommodate them, you know, it could go on the bump. No, I mean, it's going to be a true as it should be anyway, as true as it possibly can be. Seated, a cr- I mean, it should be chalk almost with the occasional upset here, but it should be purely chalk. You put this thing together, it should go like that until you get to the final four. It should be really chalk. Don't worry about the eight nine matchups. No, none of the no upsets because they've they've seeded this thing truly right. Of course, that's not what's going to happen. But you don't have to worry about that anymore. You don't have to worry about okay, where do you put this team in the region? But that's not going to be a factor anymore. It doesn't have to be a factor because you have a situation where, unfortunately, you know you're going to be playing in one central location. And you don't have to worry about sending teams somewhere. And should they be sent out west if they're East team and they have their higher ranked team? You know, you don't have any of those scheduling quirks anymore. The NCAA likes to cluster teams. They like to cluster teams. A lot of it's travel considerations. A lot of it is you're rewarding higher seeded teams, putting them in. You know, regions that are more befitting to them. You're trying to... Because also, you're trying to make money. That's the thing. That's always been a thing. This is a this is a venue event. This is a TV event. This is more now a TV event than ever before. And I would concern myself with making sure that the very best matchups possible could happen. And that means I would see this thing true as possible. I would consider it would be a failed tournament for the selection committee if it wasn't chalk, just if they're trying to seed as accurately as possible. Now, of course, we all know that's not a failed tournament. We like the upsets. We like the bracket busters. But still, you want to make sure that this thing is as perfect as possible. Okay, this is true number one. This is a true number two seed here. And and this is where they would be if nothing else mattered. This is where they would be on the bracket. Nothing else mattered. And that's going to be an interesting event for the NCAA tournament. And there's going to be some Monday games, and it's going to be completely different. And, yeah, it's going to be a made-for-TV event because there's not going to be that arena experience the way yeah you, you would take a weekend off, right? If the Herd got into the NCAA tournament, you're taking a weekend off. You're getting tickets if you can, and you're going to travel with the Herd. If you're that kind of fan. And a lot of fans are going to do that. And if it's close by, more people can go. You always buy the you always buy the, the, the weekend, but you have the second ticket because if you Marshall would lose, you could sell the ticket. If Marshall wins, you've got the ticket for the next game. Yeah, you, know, you make a weekend out of it though. You plan on it. And you don't do that now, not with this tournament, because you can't. Instead, it's gonna be a made-for-tv event. And That means a lot of takeout, at least initially, the first rounds. You know, as we get deeper in the rounds, maybe not. A lot of that takeout the first day. Going to have parties. Going to have watch parties. I don't know what those are going to look like. What do watch parties look like now? I mean, of course, I know restrictions are going to ease up depending on on where you're at in the country or state. I know restrictions are going to ease up just a little bit as far as capacity is concerned at some of these places where you would normally go to watch the tournament, but at the same time, you're still going to have to social distance. You're still going to have to follow guidelines and you know, you're going to have to do all these things that are, well, what we've been living with for a long time. So I, I, that's why I think this is just a made for TV event. You're going to be, you're going to be home or you're going to be locked to your radio. You're going to be listening to it on your radio. You're going to be watching it on TV and you're going to be following it a home a lot more Because the tournament's going to also want to put itself in a position where as many eyeballs as possible are going to be on this thing. That's another thing. It's going to be scheduled to attract the most eyeballs at all times. It's going to have to because, again, you want those ratings. You want to be able to have those ratings to justify the rates you're charging. You hope to match or exceed what you're selling. This is completely a money-making, made-for-TV event here. I mean, the fun is the fun's still going to be there, but not as much because we're not going to have those arenas full. We're not going to have those dueling bands, sometimes higher dueling bands, but we're not going to have those dueling bands and large crowds and, and rooting for your team. It, you're going to be at your TV watching this thing. And, of course, if not, you're going to be locked on your radio listening to this thing. And that's why... It's so important they get this thing right, and they're going to open it up a little bit for fans. Just give, uh, have some college feel to it, because this is going to be the most surreal tournament. I mean, honestly, you didn't have it last year, so we've been waiting for it for a year. I mean, really, basketball is where it all started to fall apart. First in the NBA, and then tournaments are are going on, and then. Next thing you know, the season's done. The tournaments are canceled. They're done. NCAA tournament, canceled, done. And then the financial realities hit. And so college sports tried to figure out how to do this. And the NCAA's had some time, and hopefully they have figured it out how to do this. Because the bubble worked for the NBA, the bubble worked for the NHL, the basketball tournament, the bubble worked. The basketball tournament was the most strict of them all. If you had one positive on your team, your team was done. That was some stringent, I mean, quality control. You want to make sure everything's good, and the bubble worked. I don't know you can't ask these college kids to do that. I don't know if you can do that with this tournament, ask these kids to, to bubble up. How does that work? But this hopefully will be the next best thing. We'll continue on with today's edition of The Drive. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. More on the way here on ESPN 94.1 and AM930. This is the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Law. White Law Hard Seltzer. It's made pure. Welcome back to the Friday edition, the drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM930. So what are you going to do this weekend? What do you got going on? You don't have Marshall men's basketball. What do you got going on? Well, don't forget, going on tomorrow and Sunday at the Cam Henderson Center, you've got Rice. I'm sure Rice, very grateful to leave Texas right now. Unlike the men's series, which was postponed, canceled really due to COVID, the women, there was some issue if they could get to Huntington. So the basketball team, is going to be action taking on the women 1 p.m. on Saturday and 12 p.m. Sunday outside of the nastiness of Texas. It's going to be in the nice climate controlled conditions of the Cam Henderson Center and that's uh, going to be on CUSA TV. Uh, Thundering Herd 5 and 7, 4 and 6 in league play. Uh, this is a Rice team that is dominating 8 and 0 in conference play. 12 and one overall receiving votes in the national poll. So in women's basketball, rice pretty much the team to beat. If Marshall could get a couple of these. I mean, how nice would seven and seven feel? If you're seven and seven and you've beaten rice twice? Or if you're six and six in conference play, and you've, you've beaten rice twice, and think about that. Think of how that would feel, how good that would feel. So that's a big challenge for the Thundering Herd. The women are in action coming up again tomorrow, 1 o'clock, and Sunday, going to be noon, at the Cam Henderson Center. My guy Jake Griffith on the call on CUSA.TV. All right, we're going to take our uh, final break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the final edition of today's program. Paul Swan, your host, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We are brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. and We do it every Monday through Friday, weather permitting. Of course, we did have a snow day on Tuesday. We had snow day technically on Monday, but we had a snow day for sure on Tuesday. Uh, thankfully, we've been fortunate. We've been back here in the building, and hopefully we can do that for you again next week. Hopefully, we have heard basketball talk about next week as well. That would help. Content is important to the program. That kind of stuff really helps it go. Before we go today, I want to bring to your attention, if you haven't been reading ESPN.com, Myron Metcalf has handicapped, put together a list of All of the top contenders, top candidates in every college basketball conference for the player of the year. You look at the Conference USA, you got to stroll a little bit because, of course, Conference USA, it's down here a little bit. The front runner is Charles Bassey. Okay, I can see why he would say that. But the top competition is Tavion Kinsey. Here's what the article says about Tavion. Kinsey is averaging 19.5 points per game, second in the league for a Thundering Herd program that has won five of its past six contests. He is also one of the league's most efficient threats, 80% from the free throw line, 53% shooting from inside, and 46% from the three-point line. That's what he says says about Bassey, he put together this run in three consecutive games against Power 5 schools in non-conference play, 21 points, 14 rebounds, and a win over Memphis, 15 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 blocks in a loss to West Virginia, and 13 points, 15 rebounds, and 5 blocks in a loss to Louisville. That effectiveness has continued in league play, during which Bassey is averaging 18.2 points per game. 12 rebounds per game, and 2.9 blocks per game. Who do you think? I know this is going to be a loaded audience here. This is a biased audience, but who do you think? Player of the Year in Conference USA, put it together. Is it Bassie? Is it Tavion? Can you divorce yourself from your love of the thundering herd? Can you divorce yourself from that and put together an honest answer? Find me on Twitter, at PaulSwan. I want all your responses. We're going to talk about it on Monday. Which player is the player of the year, the top player in Conference USA? Can you make an argument for Tavion over everybody else? Can you make an argument for Bassie? Can you make an argument for someone else? Can you do that? I'm going to throw that out there to you. So that's your homework assignment for the weekend. I know you're going to have plenty of time. A lot of you are snowed in, and a lot of you are still digging out, so in between all of that, and I hope you all can get past all this nasty weather, and and I hope we're back here Monday talking about this with you. And we all have power. That'll be great, too. Player of the Year. Charles Bassey, is it his, or is it Tavion Kenzie's to steal? If the last few weeks mean anything, will Tavion come in and just assert himself? And, of course, you've you got to look at the head-to-head as well. And you got to look at, okay, Western did beat Marshall twice. And, okay, you can factor that in if you like, and you can put that in your argument. But is Tavion Kinsey going to be the best player in Conference USA according to the voting? I don't have a vote. I can't sway the electorate. I don't have that power. But in your mind, is Bassey the best player in Conference USA or Tavion Kinsey? So we will get some expert analysis on this over the next few days, and we'll give you an opportunity to reach out and talk about it. Again, find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. Also, this could be a discussion topic in our group on Facebook. It's a brand new group. All you have to do is find our Facebook page if you want to find the group. You can find the group separately, of course, but all you have to do is search the drive with Paul Swan. You're going to find our page and Mostly on the page, we're going to update you on what's happening, maybe guest appearances on the show, podcasts, things like that. You know, you're going to get show news. You're going to get things that are happening with the show, me. You can get that on Twitter as well, but you're going to find that kind of information on the page. Now, the group, the group, here's another thing altogether. This is where you have an opportunity to talk about things, and I'm going to jump in. Light moderation here, very light, very light. But this is an opportunity for you. If there's something, if you see an article that we should be talking about, like, hey, Paul, did you see this? Jump in, throw it in there. Or hey, why aren't we talking about this? And and just bring it up. Whatever you want to talk about, throw it in there, and then other people can respond. You can guys, uh, you all can talk about it, and I'm going to jump in. If it's a really good topic, I'm going to take it. And, of course, I'm going to bring the group into uh, into the play here, let you guys know that, yeah, I, I, I like that. Let's talk about that. and I'm going to bring that up on the show. So it's not it's not as if you don't have any direction or say here. I'm giving you some opportunities here to maybe throw some things our way. Something maybe we're not talking about. Maybe that we should be talking about. Something that you want to find out about. You want to talk to other herd fans. You want to talk to sports fans in the Tri-State. That's the whole point of the group, and I want you to be a part of it. And I need your help. So all you have to do is go to Facebook, follow the show page. You'll get show updates. Or follow the group. You have your option. You can do both. You can do one or the other. Either way, you're going to get what you want from whatever place you follow. And, of course, on Twitter as well, at Swan. And pretty soon, we're going to be doing some things on Clubhouse. Uh, I don't know if you heard about the new social media app, Clubhouse. I was on there yesterday, and um, we we got to take this thing over soon. we got to talk herd sports on on this. We'll do that together here in the next few weeks. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.